Welcome to Bruin Source. This is Ed. This is Kevin. And we are back in, what is it, week two of camp now? We've got pads on, we've got injuries, we've got players being ruled academically ineligible. we got the whole gamut of things. Um, what's So uh, much has happened and so little has happened at the same time. That is fair. Um, I it, it feels, yeah, I don't know. I, I, sometimes UCLA football just feels so inconsequential, um, especially with how horrible we've been. But. You know what? I'm I'm gonna try to take off the negative hat for for a day here. We got a good team. We got a good season, hopefully, ahead of us by relative standards. Yes, it's because of a schedule, and yes, there are other issues. But you know what? We got a hopefully a good team coming up this year. Um, let's see where this goes. You know, the ideal situation here would be we win. 10 to 11 games or 12 go undefeated, which would be great. Um, you know, get into the playoff and uh, then have Chip Kelly get hired away. You, you know what? We weren't going to go here, but we're, you, you started this. Yeah, so what is <laughs> what, 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 what is the likely, um, let's, say, let's say this, what's the likely outcome of this year, both in terms of, you know, what our record might be and then what happens to Chip? Let's go to both of those. And that's, that's, oh, that's what's the likely one, I, and then what's the one I'm we want? I'm not going to make a prediction right now. I'm not going to make a prediction. I, All right. It's too soon, too soon. But I do think we should make a prediction before the season kicks off in a couple of weeks. So what would it take for yet. Chip Kelly to leave? Let's let's say that. What would it take for him to leave, and like what's like the threshold up to the point where it's like he's probably staying? I think if he wins... 10 to 11 games there's a shot that he gets poached by some team in the NFL now I don't this is the thing I don't know if he's going to take a coordinator position that's unclear to me and there's no way he's getting a head coach job but I think he'll get offers this is what makes this whole thing so weird for me because you know, again, like you and me are crazy enough to read these things on a daily basis and what most most Fan, Bruin fans, I think, want this. They want the team to be really good, uh, win, you know, close to a conference championship, if not a conference championship, and then Chip Kelly moves on to the NFL. I think that's what, what most people want. Um, the problem with that, honestly, is I, I don't know. I, I just I don't see the NFL coming for him. If you look at where the NFL is going uh, right now with a lot of head coaching hires, it looks like college in this cycle was kind of deprioritized. I think you had a couple of college coaches that flamed out here. Urban Meyer, a couple of years last year, I think was a, a big disaster in that realm. Um, you <laughs> talk know, about I, mess. Talk about a mess, right? And Chip Kelly has NFL pedigree, but like, is an owner really going to take a chance on you know again handing over a franchise to him right now? I don't know. That release coordinator positions. He hasn't been a coordinator for a very long time. So I, I, I don't know. I don't see how the NFL thing pans out unless we really go on a run here and make the playoff and get close to winning a champion, national championship. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I agree with you. I, I do think it's a long shot, but I just – that would be ideal for the, the team and for the program. Now, there is an argument to be made that we wait, 
hold on to him, you know, with how recruiting going, you know, this next season, even if we win 10 plus games, I think anybody who is familiar with the program and knows what's going on would indicate that it would not be a sustainable program even after that with how our recruiting is going. So there's an argument to be made to wait two years to get that Big Ten money, fire him after probably two mediocre seasons, um, and then, you know, use that money to be able to go after another big name or, or a good hire. But the risk there is then the cupboard is so bare and then the program is so degraded that we're going to be in a pretty tough spot there. So it's 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 hard to hard to gauge. So here, here's, I think, uh, another scenario that I've started to play out in my head a little bit. It's not a, I don't think it's an ideal one. Um, it's not horrible, but there's a small chance that this whole transfer portal thing, like, because the transfer portal is only going to get bigger and bigger. It's, I don't think it's getting smaller. I think you would agree with that, right? Oh, yeah. And, no, that's, that's fair. And so there's a chance that, you know, the pool of transfers essentially becomes, it's never going to be as big as the pool of high school players, but big enough to where Chip Kelly can get enough transfers on a year-to-year basis to go 7-5. and five. Or eight and four. Even in the Big Ten. Damn. Maybe like so again. What is a seven and five Big Ten team? I mean, I I don't see you know if you look at the Big Ten. I mean. The models of consistency in, in the Big Ten usually are, I mean, you have your national powers, right? So that's Michigan, Ohio State, and Penn State. Then you have teams that are just always right there, which is Michigan State, Wisconsin. Um, and then you have teams like Iowa, which just happen to go at least 8-4, and 9-3 and three every year, and then every so often blow, blow off 10 games. But you also have teams like Purdue. had Nebraska. So historically, Nebraska, but but so where I'm going with this is like, you do have teams like Minnesota, Purdue, who are like middle of the pack, Big Ten teams who just always happen to be in that seven and five range. Could this whole transfer thing yield that? Maybe. Maybe it's it's. Um, and by the way, I don't think that would be acceptable either. Like it's it's not as if that would be a great outcome, but right. It's it's. It's very it's much living into mediocrity. Because because Minnesota and Purdue and all these teams, I'm talking. I mean, they they, pull, they blow off the the four and eight season every every now and then too. Yeah, and and I I I question this whole strategy and the genesis of the strategy and the reasoning for why Chip Kelly is doing it. Because I don't know if you've seen his recent comments about recruiting. Um, from fall camp, but he was basically talking about how he doesn't think that it's worth preparing for multiple years down the road anymore. He's, you know, college football is, uh, has so much turnover that you just need to prepare for the next season only. And uh, trying to, you know, lay the groundwork for the future seems futile. And like that to me sounds like he has his foot out the door on one hand or he's just straight up lazy like I, just the fact that he's saying this in public 
to reporters so at here's the thing. camp is absurd to me. When he said that, I, th- I thought it was like, on one hand, so obviously I disagree with this entire strategy. I think this is it's ludicrous. There are many paths to success at, at UCLA. Um, UCLA's never had problem recruiting good players. They've just had really bad coaches and bad support for coaches, and they've let coaches stay here too long. Uh, but there's, I mean, UCLA is a top 20 NFL talent producer, right? So uh, they're, they're always... been an issue. So, so that's not really been the thing, right? Um, so I disagree with the overall premise of not recruiting high school and going after transfers. Okay, let's put that aside. What I did, like, for once with Chip Kelly was just, we got the truth. Like, we, we got why he is doing this in the first place. And on one hand, yes, I think it's laziness. He doesn't like to recruit. He doesn't like spending what 60 70 percent of his time recruiting high school players um to to him i just don't think he's ever seen that as a great use of time so and i'm I'm trying to put myself in the shoes of chip kelly why are we doing it this way um and he might argue that you know what uh we tried the high school route the first two years and that's what yielded us these bad seasons and the transfer portal is actually what's gotten us out of that mess. And now people are transferring so much anyways. Look at me see people we're having transfer to where I don't need to spend my time recruiting high schoolers for two years, three years at a time sometimes when I can recruit someone for a couple months, get them in, and then year over year, I mean, that's just how this is going to go. And whoever gets the best transfer is win. This is how I think Chip Kelly justifies this in his head. Part of it's laziness, yes, but like I think uh, he actually thinks this is a good idea. Really, I think he thinks this is a good idea. Maybe. I don't know. I, I, this really feels like a classic Chip Kelly overthink to me. Yes. Um, I, I think there are so many indications right now that point to this strategy not necessarily panning out. I mean, look at our depth. Uh, especially in places like the O-line, like we are decimated there. We don't have a lot of depth on that position because we have not recruited young guys to be able to develop over a couple of years and step in. Like there's, and that's just one point in one position group, but I think the point stands is just, I get that perspective. I can understand where he's coming from there, but I, I just, that short-term thinking just doesn't seem to be, he's not building a program, right? He's trying to build a team year to year, every, like every single year. And I just, from a chemistry standpoint, just doesn't seem to make sense to me. But then from a depth standpoint also, it just, I don't, I don't foresee it panning out, but. I don't know if if I'm wrong and he starts, you know, uh, firing off 10 win seasons every year. Like, you know, I'll eat crow, but I just I don't see it happening. I really don't. So here's the other thing. This might be a good transition into camp. I think so. These whole all this stuff, these comments about the transfer portal where he basically said what you're alluding to. Right. Uh, Players are going to transfer all over the place now. There's no point playing for the future. Um in that same uh, post-practice media session, he offered a little bit of insight into how he thinks uh, the O-line depth should be used. Uh, so, you know, he was asked about, hey, like, you know, 
players like Garrett DeGiorgio, Raekwon O'Neal, like are they exclusively playing right tackle, left tackle, which positions are they playing? And he basically said they like to have five starters, but they want their guards and tackles to be interchangeable. So they want five starters and then a backup center, a backup guard, and a backup tackle. So and, and this is these are his words. He wants eight players that he can rotate around. And if you look at the way he's building the roster, it's basically so that you will have eight scholarship playable linemen every year and no more than that, which is absolutely insane to me. But like, not, so this is this is starting to get into like why oh maybe we see God. the situation we do. Um, it, it's like he's never watched the game of football or been around the game of football for more than like a month. And doesn't realize that there's a thing called injuries, especially in the game of football, that occur very, very often, especially with O-linemen. It just, it's an absolute, that's one of the most insane statements I've ever heard from a football coach. I thought it was insane too, especially in college on the offensive line. Um, I mean, how many UCLA teams have we seen not reach their peak? I mean, the latter part of the Brett Hundley years was was mainly because we were Josh so Rosen young. every year Josh Rosen every year I mean we were so young on the offensive line we didn't have the depth or the, the or the development to get over the top and here I mean I think we're okay on the offensive line from the start for the starters in terms of the interior I think the interior starting a line looks like it should be good the tackles are brand new and then the guys behind them I mean there's not a whole lot but apparently according to Chip we only need three so the moment one one person goes down or two people go down, then we are down to our final playable offensive lineman, which is which is insane. I mean, we're gonna have walk-ons literally starting, which isn't that crazy to think about with this depth. So he said that, and then that got me thinking: Does he apply similar thinking to other parts of our team? And and because this is like really very much how an NFL team would be constructed. The only 